This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Undercover journalists with the Center for Medical Progress revealed in 2015 Planned Parenthood was selling aborted baby body parts for profit. But instead of pursuing Planned Parenthood for its actions, the state of California, led by then-Attorney General Kamala Harris and later by Javier Becerra, attacked the journalist David Delayden and Sandra Merritt. The two are now facing criminal charges and are being sued. Harris is now the vice president-elect, and Becerra was named to head up the Department of Health and Human Services by President-elect Joe Biden. During the lawsuit, William Oreck III, a judge with ties to Planned Parenthood, ruled that the CMP must pay $2 million to the abortion giant for damages. And that same judge last week then ordered that Merritt must pay an additional $13 million to cover Planned Parenthood's legal fees, despite the fact that Oreck's original ruling is under appeal. Merritt is represented in part by Liberty Council. Attorney Harry Mehut is my guest on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. January the 24th through the 30th offers LCMS schools a yearly opportunity to reflect on and share the blessings of Christian education. This year, amid many challenges, they'll have many blessings to celebrate. Currently, the LCMS has 1,914 schools across the nation, serving more than 190,000 students. In the past year, these schools have had to make unexpected adjustments in order to continue their mission and ministry. A testament to their hard work is that enrollment trends are up in many Lutheran schools following the onset of the pandemic. The 2021 NLSW theme is sent to serve based on Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as ransom for many. Starting next month, the state of Texas will no longer be required to award Medicaid funds to Planned Parenthood, this thanks to a November decision by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. After the abortion giant requested a six-month grace period for patients to find new providers while still receiving care, the court denied the request but did allow for a 30-day grace period that will end February the 3rd. The Fifth Circuit and the Texas Attorney General based this decision on Planned Parenthood's involvement in the illegal trafficking of aborted baby body parts that came to light in 2015. In 2013, Planned Parenthood was fined $1.4 million for fraudulently overbilling the state of Texas Medicaid program, as reported by Live Action News. A new report from the Pennsylvania Department of Health reveals that in 2019, there were 654 more abortions in the state than in 2018. This marks the second year in a row that the state saw an increase in abortions, and the first time since 2001 that there was an increase in two consecutive years. Although more than 31,000 abortions were committed in the state in 2019, which means that an average of 85 babies died by abortion each day, the majority of those abortions were committed on women ages 25 to 29, and nearly 88% of the women were reported as unmarried. More than 47% of the abortions were committed on women who'd already had at least one prior abortion. 
The report also reveals that 44% of the abortions were committed on black women, although nationwide, the African-American community comprises just 12% of the population. Additionally, there was an alarming increase in reported abortion complications. The state recorded 285 abortion complications for 2019, significantly higher than the 179 injuries documented for 2018. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Back in 2015, two undercover journalists exposed the wrongdoings of Planned Parenthood. But instead of going after Planned Parenthood, the authorities that be decided to go after the journalists instead, one of whom is a lady by the name of Sandra Merritt. And Miss Merritt has... Uh, just been ordered by the judge in the case to pay $13 million to Planned Parenthood. With me today is Mr. Harry Mehat, who is an attorney with Liberty Council, and they're defending Ms. Merritt. Welcome to the show, sir. It's uh, great to be here, Kip. Well, let's go into this a little bit. Why did they go after the CMP and David Delayden and Sandra Merritt? Well, uh, when they uh, exposed the um, wrongdoings of Planned Parenthood with the uh, videos that were released in 2015, Sandra Merritt and David Delighton and the others that worked with the Center for Medical Progress um, really kind of uh, awoke the conscience of the, the nation and, and, and brought to light things that were unimaginable and unfathomable uh, beforehand. Uh, Planned Parenthood receiving uh, millions upon millions of our taxpayer dollars uh, purportedly for family planning and other such uh, supposedly innocuous uh, uh, innocent things, turns out that they had made a business and a practice of uh, uh, altering the abortion procedures in order to maximize the value of the organs that they would harvest from uh, the aborted babies uh, and then proceed to uh, to having those sold on the on the open market uh, for baby parts uh, uh, which had turned out to be quite uh, profitable for many of the people involved. Uh, we saw price lists that listed the things like hearts and lungs and craniums and um, little hands and little feet for uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of dollars. Um, and it really just was was shocking to, to those that would uh, um, have an, an ear to listen and an eye to see these these horrors that were taking place, things that have no no place in a civilized society. Well, because this is Planned Parenthood, and because this was primarily in, in California, Planned Parenthood uh, quickly called on its allies uh, all the way to the top. Uh, uh, then uh, Attorney General of California, Kamala Harris, uh, and uh, she uh, promptly enlisted um, uh, her, the, 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 the entire legal weight of, of um, uh, the state of California uh, to go uh, after uh, these people. And, and so she 
um, initiated searches and seizures and arrest warrants and, and search warrants and, and a full swing criminal prosecution. Allegedly, uh, they claim that that uh, recording laws were were violated, um, even though they clearly had not been. And then not to be outdone and unmatched, Planned Parenthood itself uh, began a civil uh, case uh, against the CNP and David and Sandra and a number of other people. And so those, uh, the criminal and the civil proceedings kind of um, um, made their way through uh, uh, the courts at around the same time. The criminal case is still uh, yet scheduled for trial uh, sometime in 2021. It's kind of been uh, a slowdown by the whole COVID uh, uh, craziness. But the civil case uh, went to a jury trial in uh, uh, October and November of 2019, a year ago now. And uh, and so now we're, we're still dealing with sort of the aftermath of how that played out. And the more recent decision is um, an, a decision as to attorney's fees that are uh, awarded after uh, a trial is concluded. Well, I'd like to go into that uh, civil case a little bit more. Uh, the judge presiding in this case, Joe William Oreck III, and he did a number of things during the, this trial that I find amazing. One is it said that he was found guilty. Well, actually, the judge said he's there that they're guilty. All you have to do is to decide uh, how much to give. The jury wasn't even allowed to see evidence uh, like the uh, videos that were presented. Uh, the judge specifically said that the First Amendment does not apply in this particular case. And of course, then there's the question of Judge Oreck's actual ties to Planned Parenthood. That's right. Um, there were a number of, of issues, serious, significant issues throughout the uh, the ordeal leading up to the trial and then during the trial itself um, that uh, worked together to uh, ensure that the defendants in this case, Sandra, David, CMP, would not receive um, a a fair trial in front of a a San Francisco uh, jury. And I think you've hit on, on a number of these already. Um, and they're they're really too too numerous to kind of discuss in a twenty minute program, but uh, they are the subject of the appeal now. And you know, primarily, yes, the the, the judge even before trial um, concluded that a number of the claims that Planned Parenthood brought were not even worthy to be decided by the jury; that he could decide them himself, even though this was a jury case, a jury trial. And so he did. He did instruct the jury that on several of the claims that that Planned Parenthood brought, uh, they were to simply find um, a liability in favor of Planned Parenthood and proceed only to the question of the amount of uh, damages to be uh, uh, awarded. This was presumably a a trial about videos that were filmed undercover um, by Sandra and David and others, and yet... Uh, because those videos were so horrific in what they showed Planned Parenthood doing, somehow we managed to go through a six-week trial and see very, very little of the video evidence itself. Uh, we were not permitted to show um, the, the, the the most atrocious uh, parts of the videos. We were not uh, permitted to discuss it. We were not permitted to argue to the jury that Planned Parenthood itself had violated uh, the law. Uh, the, the court uh, decided early on that this case was going to be only about Planned Parenthood's allegations of wrongdoing by 
Sandra, David, and CMP and others, and not about the horrific things that Planned Parenthood was caught literally red-handed um, uh, doing uh, and, and what would be done about those, uh, those things. And so for those reasons and, and uh, many others, uh, this uh, jury was straight jacketed into reaching the ultimate decision that they finally reached, which was to find liability in favor of Planned Parenthood and to uh, impose a, a jury verdict of about $2 million uh, as uh, purported damages against uh, the defendants. And just uh, recently, Judge Oreck uh, ordered a, an additional $13 million on top of the two that were already uh, issued, even though this case is still on appeal. That's right. So, um, you know, because of the, 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 the federal, uh, the claims that the Planned Parenthood succeeded on at trial, some of them um, allow for the recovery of attorney's fees and costs. Um, but because the case has been appealed, because there are numerous issues in the appeal that can impact uh, um, this case going forward, in, including potentially a retrial or, or really a decision in favor of the defendants, we asked the court to postpone the decision on attorney's fees, as is so often done uh, in uh, these cases. It doesn't make any sense to um, fight about uh, the attorney's fees and how much they are and whether they're reasonable or not, if at the end of the day, the jury verdict is going to be reversed uh, and, and thus there would be no entitlement to fees whatsoever. Well, the, the court uh, rejected our um, decision or, or uh, efforts to delay uh, this decision uh, forced us to to go through the the motions of of uh, trying to determine uh, these these attorneys fees, and so uh, you know Planned Planned Parenthood uh, having hired uh, uh, several mega law firms, thousand lawyers plus, and having really lawyered this thing to to, to death, <laughs> uh, figurative if not literal. Um, uh, basically uh, asked asked the judge to to award them uh, over fourteen million dollars in in attorneys fees uh, and costs, which is um, an astounding um, you know conscience shocking amount. Um, the judge uh, the court decided to shave about a million dollars or so off of that, and uh, he he issued a decision uh, uh, in which he says that Planned Parenthood is going to be entitled to somewhere around thirteen and a half million dollars in attorney's fees and costs, this would be on top of the $2 million uh, jury uh, verdict. And so even even that by itself, that ratio that, that you could have, uh, uh, you could spend on an attorney six times what you what you hope to recover in the case and, and have that be, be deemed reasonable doesn't make any logical uh, uh, sense. No one in their right mind would agree to to uh, pay an attorney a thousand dollars if what they stood to recover was two hundred dollars in a case, right? Um, uh, but uh, you know that 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 along with many other um, egregious um, facts went unnoticed, and so now here we are appealing not only the jury verdict but now this. Uh, 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 atrocious uh, fee and cost award as well. Well, let's look a little bit into Judge Oreck himself. Uh, you know, judges are supposed to be impartial going into a case, just deciding what the uh, 
what the law is in this case. And if there's a conflict of interest with the judge, the judge would normally recuse himself. Now, Judge Oreck has strong ties to Planned Parenthood, as I understand. That's right. Um, and, and so we filed a motion to recuse. Some of the defendants filed a motion to recuse in the case, asking Judge Oreck to recuse himself because he had been um, uh, involved with a um, nonprofit entity called the Good Samaritan Center. And the Good Samaritan Center, I believe, owned um, a, 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 a building and at least uh, a portion of that building to none other than Planned Parenthood, the plaintiff in the case, for the purpose of conducting, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, its its operations um, in uh, that area. Uh, and so, um, you know, the the, the business uh, connection was uh, was there; it was real. Um, and in any other case, it it should have led to. Um, the, the judge recusing uh, himself and allowing uh, another, you know, disinterested uh, uh, judge who does not have this kind of a relationship to one of the parties in the case to come in, uh, because you know it's not even whether or not there is actual uh, conflict or, or or actual, you know, uh, favoritism. It's 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 even the mere appearance uh, of it that the law wants to uh, to avoid because uh, we prize the um you know the the um, impartiality uh of our courts and our judges and we want to try to avoid even the appearance of partiality um and so that's you know that's one of the many issues that uh is being addressed now on uh on appeal, along with the substantive decisions that uh, the court made as well. Will this be something that that will be useful to you as this progresses up through the legal system, that you can point out that the judge was not impartial in this case and perhaps was uh, improperly making some decisions? Well, sure. That's, uh, again, this in the appeal that we have currently at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, this this will certainly be one of of many uh, points of error, uh, many issues that we uh, will that we are raising with the court. I've spoken to a number of attorneys in the past uh, who were present for much of the trial, but to the civil trial, and uh, to a person, they were appalled at the rulings of the judge, uh, specifically in suppressing evidence that needed to be. Uh, was presented, or calling for the saying that the First Amendment cannot be used as a defense when it has been used in that same state by undercover journalists for years. Well, sure, we have uh, in not only in in California but in this country, we have a long tradition of reporters going undercover to uh, investigate and bring to light. Uh, a whole host of uh, uh, improper things, whether it's unsanitary conditions at meatpacking plants or in uh, grocery stores or, you know, fraud uh, being uh, uh, done by others. Um, uh, even, um, um, you know, in, in California itself, the, the, there's uh, time and time again when, when uh, these kinds of undercover investigative journalistic techniques were employed, to bring to light the wrongdoing, and in in every case uh, uh, up until this one, um, 
you know, the the wrongdoers themselves, the the actual uh, people whose conduct was caught on camera and exposed, were the ones that were criminally prosecuted and and uh, pursued in the courts and and in many cases punished. Um, you know, this is this is the first case of its kind in uh, in California and elsewhere where the truth tellers. Uh, have become the uh, the targets, um, and uh, no doubt uh, this is because of uh, who and what Planned Parenthood is, and uh, the the influence that uh, they have uh, uh, been able to amass uh, within um, our uh, our systems. I would point out that uh, uh, Kamala Harris, who was the uh, Attorney General at the time. Uh, had actually met with uh, Planned Parenthood and discussed what issues should uh, she should raise in terms of prosecuting, and she is now uh, named as vice president, uh, the vice president of parent, and uh, her successor, Xavier Becerra, who continued those policies as the attorney general, has been appointed to the head of Health and Human Services, which is an organization that has a great deal to do with abortion. Talk about putting the the fox in charge of the hen house. Uh, you know we have uh, uh, committed um, people that have uh, already um, done so much to uh, protect Planned Parenthood's barbaric uh, um, business, uh, uh, industrial scale abortion, leading to the uh, mass murder of hundreds of thousands of innocent Americans each and every year in our country. Uh, now we have uh, seemingly elevated them to position of even greater power uh, and influence. I mean, Javier Becerra, uh, you know, has been so committed, even in the criminal prosecution of Sandra and David, you know, even while he was announcing that those uh, those charges would continue, he was attending Planned Parenthood fundraisers and standing in front of billboards that that proclaimed, uh, I stand with Planned Parenthood. So um, now for him to be in charge of Health and Human Services, an organization uh, or a, a government agency that is supposedly uh, charged with uh, ensuring the, the health and welfare of all Americans, uh, is 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 really uh, not not just ironic but tragic. I'd also point out, you know, Planned Parenthood. If you if you examine their uh, their uh, annual reports, which I have, the the biggest single income source for them is indeed abortion. Uh, you may recall there was a uh, former head of uh, of uh, Planned Parenthood, a lady by the name of Wen. Uh, who said that she wanted to change the focus a little bit from abortion to more to health care and got into a huge dispute with the powers that be in Planned Parenthood and was forced to resign as a result of that. And so they are continuing now, not on health care, but solely on abortion. And again, as I pointed out in the annual reports, this is their biggest moneymaker. Well, absolutely. And, you know, every now and then when it comes time to uh, to being eligible for federal funding, they, they come up with all kinds of creative math to say that you know uh, abortion is only three percent of the services they offer, which is which is just uh, you know the, the 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 grossest of of untruths and and, and the biggest of lies, but um, you know even uh, even beyond that um, you know uh, they, there's un- no doubt that Planned Parenthood um, terminates the lives of over three hundred thousand Americans each 
and every year, day in and day out, they are in the business of killing children. And uh, uh, there's no there's no massaging that. There's no sugarcoating that that tragic truth. And now with these videos out, we know that that even their their barbaric action doesn't stop with the life of the child, but it continues with the uh, selling of the baby parts uh, piecemeal to to maximize and to increase their profits. As far as the civil case is concerned, it is now on appeal before the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. When can we expect the uh, court to act on that? Well, I think it'll be sometime in, in the latter part of 2021. Uh, right now, the, the briefs are being drafted and, and uh, written, and that may be completed sometime in the, in the winter or spring of 2021. Uh, eventually, there will be an oral argument uh, in San Francisco, um, and uh, then after that, a few months uh, down the road, a, a decision. So I think we're probably still a, a good year away uh, for that decision coming out, and uh, we'll just keep uh, keep on working, keep on fighting to, uh, to vindicate uh, the important rights, not only for Sandra and David and, and the others at CMP, but really for all Americans to, to be able to tell the truth and to be able to be told uh, the truth. Um, that's one of the foundational um, um, values of our Constitution and our First Amendment. I want to thank you very much for being on the program and explaining these issues. Uh, it's appalling, really, to me. I mean, I, I, it, it's, it's hard for me to believe in the equal uh, in the equal appliance of the law or justice when I see such, uh, to me at any rate, as a layman, such such blatant violations. Well, listen, we appreciate you uh, helping to tell the story, and uh, I invite your uh, listeners to uh, uh, pray for us as we continue uh, this fight to, uh, to visit us at uh, www.lc, as in Liberty Council, lc.org, we have continuing case updates and prayer updates for this case and for numerous other cases that we are involved uh, in as we fight to protect life, uh, family, and freedom. Mr. Mio, thank you very much for explaining this, and uh, I certainly urge the listeners to go to that site. I check it out daily. Thank you very much, sir. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.